0: Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. On this Microdose Wonderland interview, I spoke with Anna Youssef. She's a Manhattan psychiatrist, executive coach, author, speaker, filmmaker, and she works with Yale University School of Medicine to look at psychedelics and what divinity and the sacred have to do with them. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, 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 it's Keith Fiveson, and I am at Wonderland at the Microdose event, and I'm here with Anna Yousseum, who's part of the clinical faculty at Yale University. And she is here uh, for a number of reasons, which we're going to find out in a moment. Hi Anna, how are you?
1: Hi Keith, I'm doing really well. It's a pleasure to be here with you today.
0: It's great meeting you. So tell me about, you know, you're doing some work in the psychedelics area. You're involved with the uh, Divinity School. I'd really like to understand what's the connection and why do you, th- you know, what, what, why, why, why Wonderland?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Keith. So. Indeed, I'm a psychiatrist, I'm on the clinical faculty at Yale. I actually went to Yale Medical School and then worked as a psychiatrist and wrote my book, Fulfilled, um, which was came out in 2017. And it was when I gave my book talk at Yale, I was brought back on the clinical faculty and then asked and uh, Yale and I decided that I would start this spirituality mental health center.
0: So, so what, is, what does spirituality have to do with psychedelics?
1: That's a great question. So. Psychedelics are what I believe bridges the mind, body, and the spirit. They have been one of the first and most prominent advances in mental health care after antidepressants. They work through a completely different mechanism and we have not had anything of a different mechanism for quite some time now. So the fact that ketamine has come working through the NMDA receptor and through glutamate and now we have psilocybin and we have MDMA that is coming down the pipeline, this is all so exciting as to what it offers for mental health treatment. But you asked about spirituality specifically and what what people who use psychedelics often experience in helping to ameliorate their symptoms of mental illness is not just amelioration of symptoms, it's a broadening of their whole perspective and worldview. Oftentimes the use, not always, but oftentimes the use of these substances and these medicines entails connection with the ineffable, being able to connect to something greater than oneself, to connect to your divine spark, to your higher self, to your spirituality, and gain, first of all, some distance from that which pains you, from your own pain and suffering. And second, gain a perspective about your life that you're able to take with you and able to anchor into at times of pain. And this is very much the case with many of the people who I have worked with who've used ketamine for PTSD, for anxiety, for depression, and also certainly um, the data right now with psilocybin is very very exciting. So the co-leader of my center, Christopher Pittenger, who is one of the psychedelics researchers at Yale. He's an MD, PhD. He did his neuroscience PhD with Nobel Prize winner (coughs) Eric Kandel at Columbia. He did um, a study recently, which he talked about here at this conference, where he was um, exposing individuals with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, many of whom had very treatment refractory disease, meaning they've tried so many things, nothing had worked. And he exposed them to some psilocybin, and two of five people had an almost complete remission of symptoms. Now can you imagine this is someone with intractable disease, very severe disease that affects the course of their life having something that comes into their life that out of the blue takes away their symptoms not just for a day or two or three though that would have been amazing relief in and of itself but for 12 weeks the 12 weeks of the study the symptoms did not come back.
0: That's amazing that's absolutely amazing and one of the things from the inevitable side of things, when we start taking a look at the uh, sort of the hierarchy, if you will, you know, transcendence, uh, self-actualization, transcendence seem to be to be seem to me to be the things that we're all sort of at our heart, in our heart of hearts, really looking for. And I'm wondering, from your view, where are we missing the mark that, you know, perhaps from a societal viewpoint, you know people would need to go ahead and turn to psychedelics as a way to go ahead and feel normal.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're um, absolutely right in the sense that we as human beings are looking for transcendence. I think transcendence and connection, right? And sometimes connection through transcendence, connection to God, to a higher power, to something greater than ourselves, to sometimes the deepest part of ourselves. And by no means are psychedelics the only way to get there. But for some people, psychedelics are the most direct way. Other ways of getting there, meditation, breath work, going to church, religious ritual, deep contemplative practice, journaling, all those things can connect you with the deepest part of yourself. But to have that level of transcendence, you know, there's many different ways of connecting to the mystical and having mystical experiences. But for many people, psychedelics are the thing that opens up a pathway within themselves that enables them to step into something that it's difficult to access through these other means.
0: So is it, is it somewhat about uh, you know, unhooking the default mode network and then really allowing the individual to kind of reboot, reset, reframe their experience and unhook from old stories, old patterns, and maybe connect in with something that might be new? And you know, it's sort of like going from analog to you know, Wi-Fi or digital and really having a high-definition experience.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a beautiful analogy, absolutely, right? And the default mode network certainly is one of the proposed mechanisms for how this can work. There's a few different theories on that, right? And so, and I think at the end of the day that it's precisely that. It's being able to, at the same time, look within, but also see your life in a broader perspective. And as you look within, within means your emotions, so feeling things in a different way. And sometimes that means reducing the emotional valence that we give to certain experiences, especially traumatic experiences, and thereby giving us the space for the first time to reconceptualize those experiences from a different framework. Because our emotional perception of certain experiences can keep us trapped. We're not actually able to go there and metabolize and process those experiences because the affect and emotion is so deep. So sometimes the emotional valence is turned down. We're able to go there, metabolize those experiences, feel the feelings come up with, like you said, a new narrative and come out changed as human beings. And often the data for, when for instance today, what we saw the data for the MDMA second phase three trial, it's very durable. These are individuals who've had follow up for months, sometimes up to seven years. And often the experience is that durable. You can have someone cured of their, cured, not just the symptoms ameliorated, but really cured of PTSD for, you know, many years. And this by no means applies to everybody. Not everybody, you know, 12% of people are still completely refractory and do not have, unfortunately, with MDMA, that was the data, do not have, um, unfortunately, a curative experience. But people, the majority of people either have a cure or they'll have some remission of their symptoms with the MDMA. So
0: you know, uh, being with uh, Yale or being involved in the clinical studies uh, there as well, and you know, really talking about the studies that have gone on over here, you know, I, I'm a I'm a guy. I'm you know 67 this year. I've lived through the '60s. I've seen the Timothy Leary uh, debacle, and I've also heard pretty recently about some incidences you know there was an article in the wall street journal about unsupervised ketamine treatments you know do do you think uh, that potentially you know when the genie gets out of the bottle do you think it's possible in some way or what are your concerns perhaps you know if any that You know there's going to be regulation or there's going to because this all sounds really incredible and i'm just wondering your thoughts about it from a research viewpoint from a clinical viewpoint and really where we're at right now at this conference
1: yeah and i think that we as a society are coming up with the boundaries of the proper care and what that looks like. What that looks like clinically, what that looks like personally, what that looks like professionally, what that looks like for the patient, for the doctor, for the doctor-patient relationship. So these are many of the questions that we're going to have to face. And of course, there's going to be regulations. Whenever anything new comes to market, it's essentially a new tool. Anything unregulated can lead to, unfortunately, a lot of problems of unregulated use, which we have in the underground market, right? But then, if you regulate it in the right way, which doesn't limit the capacity of people to grow, change, and to utilize these very powerful medicines for the benefit of humanity in the way that they're intended, you can really have a, you know, what Um, Today was being talked about with the MDMA is net zero trauma. That's you know a net zero trauma world Of course, that's very idealistic etc. We have trauma with a capital T and micro traumas and those are just part of life So we're not going to eradicate the world of trauma But to really move towards a place with less anxiety less depression more overall people living with purpose with joy with love in their heart with connection to one another and being able to live a life that is elevated and
0: Meaningful. So let me ask you a question, uh, you know, we talk about set setting uh, and integration and then uh, you know I've talked about adding adding on activation, you know, which is really sort of okay great We understand what happened during the administration of the psychedelic what? Uh, what are you going to do about it? and How are you going to change your life? What role do you believe? Uh, in a positive way negative way does um, the inevitable, the spiritual side of, you know, uh, uh, a set have with the actual outcomes. And do you think that it changes in any way without any of that? Do you think there's a plus? You know, is it a z- zero sum gain if you don't have that? Or is there a really a plus plus if you do have some sort of sense of, you know, transcendence or an intention to have some sort of transcendent? experience Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so many people who are entering those experiences um like who come to a ketamine clinic they are seeking to ameliorate their symptoms and they have very profound symptoms that bring them there whether they be symptoms of anxiety depression trauma etc sometimes other symptoms so they are seeking relief from their suffering as part of that, and as one of the means through which they can get their relief, sometimes they will have a transcendent experience. They might be brought back to their trauma and experience it in a different way. They might be opened up to something they had an experience, connect with a spirit guide, with their perception of a higher power, with a past loved one, I certainly have certainly had patients experience all of those sorts of things. Those things open them, they certainly ameliorate their symptoms, but they ameliorate their symptoms not just in a biochemical way, but by shifting their worldview somewhat. And that's really why I feel like these medications are amazing, in that not only do they help to cure people and bring people into some form of remission from their symptoms, but they also open people up to something greater, to a connection to to the ineffable, to something greater than themselves, which can change their life profoundly.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience podcast, the Microdose Wonderland interviews. There's more coming up, so stay tuned. Make sure to scroll through all of our podcasts on technology, mindfulness, and psychedelics, and much, much more. Connect with me on social media platforms. Visit my website at workmindfulness.com. This is Keith Fiveson. Thank you again. See you on the next show. Take care.